What is up? You're listening to the Claim Your Fucking Space podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Tukarczyk, six-figure online business owner, aspiring crazy plant lady, and lover of all things sales, marketing, and business expansion. This podcast is for visionaries who are ready to own their power, simplify their business, and become wealthy through strategies and offers that sell. Get ready to learn how to highlight your unique brilliance, step into your true role as an industry leader, and fall in love with your business. Are you ready to claim your fucking space? Let's do the damn thing. Hello. And welcome to the first ever episode of the Claim Your Fucking Space podcast. I am so freaking excited. This has been like the longest time coming. And I'm not going to lie. This is something, you know, completely brand new for me. It is like humbling to be a novice at something again. And I feel like I've sat down to record this episode so many times. And there's just been like, ah. I don't know. I'm going to say things the right way. Is this going to hit home the way that I want it to? But here we are. We're doing the damn thing today. This podcast has been over a year in the works that I've wanted to create and share all of this stuff with the world. And it is finally happening. And I'm so freaking excited to have you here with me. And I'm so freaking excited to take you along with me on this journey because I know this podcast is going to grow into something way bigger than what it is right now, which is such an amazing feeling. So today I'm going to talk about my story because what better way to kick this thing off than to let you know who the hell is Kaylin? Why is she in my ears right now? Why am I even listening to this woman? And I'm going to dive into how I got to where I am today, how I built this six-figure online coaching business that is about to be multiple six figures very soon, and really just like where I came from, what it looked like for me to start my business, what it looked like a little bit after that, and how that transitioned into everything that I've been able to create today. So without further ado, let us dive into all of it. My story starts when I was 16 years old and my family decided to start a family business. It was a brick and mortar business and that was my first ever job, working in our retail store, working retail, doing sales. And I remember like working in the store and I was talking to my mom and I was like, you know, we need to, we need to be doing stuff so we can make more sales. Like we need to do something different. Like how are we going to get more people's eyes on our product and reach more people and not just make sales in the store? Like how are we going to make sales from our online shop? And I started coming up with all of these ideas. This is when I was 16 years old in 2010. Instagram was created in 2010. So back then, I was still all about social media. And I was like, social media is the way that we are going to grow this thing. So I started doubling down on growing all of our social platforms, our Twitter, our Facebook page, and our Instagram account. And I created a strategy for us to use, which is essentially a form of influencer marketing, where we would send our products 
to people in our niche who are really well known, who had a really large following on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. And in return, they would post about our products and then direct people to our website. And it was as simple as that. This was before influencer marketing was like a known thing. I was 16 years old. I didn't freaking know what an influencer was. I didn't even really know what marketing was. I was just like, no, this makes sense. This is what we need to be doing. So we started doing that. Our business started growing internationally. Our Facebook page grew to, I think like over 2000 likes. Our Twitter had over like 2000 followers. I wanna say our Instagram account had 5000 followers at a time. Back the year that Instagram was invented, like that was a really huge deal and I freaking fell in love. I fell in love with social media and the idea of social media marketing and I fell in love with sales and seeing the impact that that had and seeing how it helped my family and seeing how excited I was when we made a sale. And not only that, but seeing how excited our customers were when they were buying from us or when they traveled from Ireland to go out of their way to Florida to come to our shop. They drove an hour from Disney World to come to our shop when they were on their family vacation because they wanted to see our store so bad, because they wanted to meet us so bad, because they wanted to buy our products so bad. And it was such a powerful thing. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm either gonna be a business owner or I'm gonna get into social media marketing at 16 years old. I always had that seed planted in me of like, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm already seeing the power of it. So after that, I went off to college, Florida State University. Go Knowles. I got a four-year degree in marketing. And as I was soon approaching graduation, you know, you have the, where, what are you going to do for a living? What are you going to do for, for work? Questions coming at you left, right, and center. Everyone in your family, your, your friends, parents, everyone's asking you these questions. And the closer that that graduation approached, I was like, there's no way. There's just no way I am ready to go and get a nine-to-five job and sit at a desk and be doing that with my life. Like, I'm still young, I wanna have fun, I wanna do something different, I'm not ready to move back to my hometown, what am I gonna do? So, one of my best friends and I decided to take a course to learn how to teach English as a foreign language. We got certified in that, and then we decided to move to Spain. So we packed up everything in one suitcase. We had a one-way ticket and we headed off to Spain. No place to live, no place to work. We had a savings, but we were gonna do the damn thing and we were gonna figure it out and we were gonna have fun and we were gonna explore. And that is literally what we did. I had the most amazing experience doing that and I'm so grateful for that time. And I feel like that part of my life was the first kind of time in my life where I really started to take the time to understand Kaylin, like who I am, what I was capable of, which is anything that I set my mind to. And I really just started to dig deeper into what that looked like for me. And I think the mindset shifts that I had back then have really just kind of paved the way for the rest of my life. So we were doing that for about six months traveled all over Europe by train. We were backpacking for three weeks, living with 
three outfits I was rotating through and it was a crazy, which is a story for another day, experience and an amazing experience. And we were getting towards the end of our time. We didn't really put a date on it, but we were kind of getting to the point where we're like, all right, well, we're definitely spending more than we're making. Our savings accounts are dwindling. We probably need to look at going back home and, you know, doing that thing everyone else is doing, getting one of those one of those jobs. So I still had the idea that I wanted to be in social media. But upon looking for jobs and seeing there was basically nothing in the area that I wanted to live in in social media, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get into sales. I've sold before and basically every job I've ever had, I've been selling in some way. My dad is a salesperson and he has been most of my life. I know I'll be freaking good at it. And I love the idea that I can make as much money as I want to. I love the idea that what I put into this role, I'm going to get out of this role in a financial sense. This is the industry that I'm going to work in. Let's do it. So literally the week that I moved back to America, I was interviewing for jobs. The next week, I had accepted a job. The week after that, I had started the job. The ball was rolling. That job was my first ever quote-unquote big girl role. It was direct sales. I was selling a high-end luxury product. All of my clients were wealthy men, which was a very interesting demographic to work with. Again, we'll dive into that another day. And it was such a huge learning experience for me. That role taught me so much about sales and, and building relationships with people, sales psychology, what motivates people to, to buy, how to have a conversation with someone and ask them the right questions so you know what they want and need from you and then how to mirror that and reframe that so you're selling them exactly what they want and need. I learned so much in that role. And from the moment that I went into that role, I had this attitude, this claim your fucking space attitude where I was like, I'm going to be the best at this. I'm going to come in. I'm going to break all of the records that we have. I'm going to be the best at this. I'm going to put my all into this career and I'm going to make something of myself. It was all about making something of myself. And I did have a lot of success in that role. I went on to break every record that my office had. I was speaking at our international meetings. I was recognized with rewards. I was coaching people in that job. I was coaching people on sales to help them become better. I got into leadership where I was creating a team of my own and managing people. And it all moved really quickly. And I saw a lot of success in that role. But I was fucking miserable. I was working like 60 to 80 hours per week. I felt like I had no time for a social life. I would wake up at the freaking before the crack of dawn. I would be up at like 4.30, 5.30 in the morning doing this morning routine that someone told me I had to do or else I wasn't going to be successful. Going to work, working all damn day, probably skipping meals in between, coming home, like 7 p.m., pouring a glass of wine, laying in bed with my dog, rinse and repeat the next day, so on and so forth, maybe even sprinkle in some work on the weekend there because I got to get ahead, I got to get ahead. And I just remember laying in bed one day and being like, this is it. 
is this really it? Like, this is what I've worked towards? This is what my life is supposed to be? Is this how it's always going to be? And I just felt so unaligned and so much like there's got to be something else out there for me. There is more for me than what I'm doing right now. So at that same time, I was in a relationship with my now fiance who lives in Australia. I was living in Florida at the time. So we were doing long distance and we were getting to the point in our relationship where we're like, okay, we want to take this seriously. Like we can't just keep doing long distance. One of us needs to make a move. You need to come here. I need to go there. One of us needs to make a move. Let's make this thing freaking work. Let's really go at this thing and make it work. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll move over there. I have always wanted to move out of the country, live out of the country. I will go. I'll move over there. Let's do this freaking thing. My company I was with at the time did not want to transfer me to the office in Australia to work here. I don't really want to get into that too much, <laughs> but let's just leave it at that. They didn't want to transfer me to the office over here, so I quit. I was like, I am, I'm done. I am done putting this company that I don't own over my life. I am done putting myself second. I'm doing this for me now. I'm going to choose what I want. And so I did. And again, everything happened really quickly. I quit the job. I broke my lease. I was living in a house alone. I broke my lease. I sold all of my freaking stuff. I had a house filled with furniture. I sold off everything or I donated the rest. I packed everything that I had left into two suitcases and I booked a one-way ticket to come over here. So when I first moved over there, I had again, no job. I had no plan. I had no plan B, certainly, but I was doing the damn thing and I was happy. I finally felt happy again. Like, yes, I'm doing something for me now. This is really important. This is going to be good. This feels right. I had the gut feeling. This feels right for me. I don't know what, I don't know if it's going to work out. There's no guarantee, but I'm doing it anyways. I'm going to trust this. I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to keep freaking going. So, I probably had, I definitely had less than $10,000 in my bank account when I moved over to Australia. And the money that I did have, you know, my partner and I had to use towards our deposit and then our first month's rent and then the furniture in our new place and living and food and all of those things. So that money that I did have started going away pretty quickly. So again, I had to get a job. Well, lo and behold, due to the visa that I was on, I could only work for a company for six months at a time. So let's just think about this. No company really wants to hire someone to work with them for six months because they have to train them. They have that kind of training grace period. They don't know if it's going to work out. And then what? Once I finally figure out how to do everything, they got to let me go. No, that like that would be a waste of time for them and probably a waste of money for them. So pretty much no one wanted to hire me. I get it. The only jobs 
that I was left to choose from, very slim pickings for door-to-door sales jobs. So that is what I did, door-to-door sales. Talk about a freaking humbling experience. Wow. I love sales. I love selling. I did not, did not, did not like that type of sales. It was way too forceful and in your face and it wasn't really based off of like relationships which I love it's so important to me to like have a relationship of some sort with the people who are in my paid offers and stuff like that like it was just so forceful and ugh, I hated it I hated the job and my managers were all men and they like all had this idea that they knew how to do what they were doing better than I did and here I am sitting here like Oh, I went from managing teams, breaking all these records in my company, making like $80,000 my first year in that company to here I am now making a small amount of commission off of every sale that I made and answering to these men who they have no idea what they're talking about right now because I probably would have been their boss if it wasn't for my visa situation and I was so freaking frustrated every damn day. And I remember this one day, I remember this one day, I walked down the stairs at the house we were living at at the time. Matt was downstairs. He was getting ready to go to work. And I looked at him and I'm like, please, like, please tell me I don't have to go do this today. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something else that I could do right now. I don't want to do this. And I just started crying. I was so freaking miserable. And so... I kept going out. I kept showing up for work. You know, I didn't really have any other option at that time. We both needed to be working. We needed to start saving up some money. All right, I'm going to keep doing this thing. I'm going to keep persevering. But God, something else has got to give soon. And so, here it all comes. And so, Matt and I were actually on a walk one day. It was probably like later that same week. We were on a walk. And Matt starts, like, talking to me about, he's like, you know, I'm getting, like, these ads and stuff on Facebook about, like, these people who run these businesses. And all they do for these businesses is, like, run ads for other companies. And they're making, like, $10,000 a month. And I'm like, what? Like, but tell me more about that. Like, surely I could do that. And so he's, like, diving into, like, all of these, like, random Facebook ads and random, like, free webinars that have been targeted towards him about how all of these people are making all of this money online just by running ads for other businesses, and it's so easy, and you could do it too, and we came up with this, like, entire business plan on that walk, and we're like, yes, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get freaking rich just running ads for other businesses. It is so freaking easy. Shout out to all of the ads managers. I have tried to run ads. It is so freaking confusing to me. You can miss me with that. Organic marketing is the way for me. But that is what we thought that we were going to do at the time. It's just like run these ads for other businesses. So I was really taking this seriously. Matt had a good job at the time. I was like, nope, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is what I'm going to do. This has to work out because I am so freaking fed up doing what I'm doing now. And so I started going ham, trying to figure out how I was going to make that business work. I started downloading all of the freebies, all of the free webinars, doing all of this research, trying to teach myself how to run Facebook ads, 
all of that stuff. I was going to work in the morning, coming home on my lunch break or leaving in the middle of the day to come home and work on this business. Like I basically stopped doing what I was supposed to be doing for the business that I was working for. And then I got fired. I got fired for the first and only time ever. <laughs> they were basically like, yeah, um, you're not doing really what we need you to do right now. And the company just can't afford it. And I was like, say less. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you. Thank you for firing me. Oh my God. This is the push that I needed. I needed. And I was so happy that that happened. Most of all, because I, I wanted to quit that job for a long time. If I had quit, that would have been it. Since they fired me, I actually ended up getting one extra paycheck than I would have if I ended up quitting. So it all worked out. It all worked out for the best. That is something, though, that I have never told anyone besides my partner that I actually got fired from that job. Woo! Talk about another humbling experience, though. So that was it. I had to go all in on my business. And I very quickly learned that for me, running Facebook ads was not the way I needed to go. So I went back to what I did know. And I went back to running people's Instagram accounts and helping them grow on Instagram and helping them grow their following and stuff like that. Just like I was doing back when I was 16. It was like full circle. I'm doing this again. I got myself Canva. I learned how to make all of like the cute graphics in Canva and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, cool. I know what I'm doing. Now, where are the clients at? Where are these clients? How am I going to get these clients? And back at this time, I had no freaking idea what a business coach was. Okay. The people that I were was following back then are not the people that I'm following today. I had no idea what a business coach was. I had no idea what I was doing. So I did what I knew how to do. I started like cold prospecting. I started searching for leads on Instagram. I started searching for leads on LinkedIn and I started sending them just a cold pitch to try to get in front of them. My sales background kicked in. I stuck to what I knew and that's what I did every freaking day. And I would just sit there and prospect and get people's emails, addr addresses or message or DM them on Instagram or message them on LinkedIn. I kept just going and going and going. And my, I must have sent, I mean, I definitely sent over 500 of those messages until I finally got one freaking response from this woman. And we hopped on a call and then she signed on as my client, my first ever client I got off of a cold email. And she signed on for $200 per month, but it didn't matter because she was my first client and she was the evidence that I needed that this was going to work for me. Six months after that, very sporadic sales, very, very, very sporadic sales. I got a couple other clients through like referral, word of mouth, people that I already knew in my circle. Other than that, it was very far and few between. I was making like $200 to at the most, at the very most, $1,000 per month. So that was the situation I was in. I want to say it was like for eight months. That was probably the situation I was in. Again, still didn't know what a business coach was, wasn't in kind of just like the right community to be able to learn what I needed to learn. And I was just sat there struggling, but I was so freaking determined to make my business 
work. So then my partner and I had moved to a different city. We've moved into a new house and we kind of got to the point where, you know, we had to sit down and have a talk with each other and be like, okay, I'm not really making any money in my business. I know that I need to start contributing to our income and our bills in a much better way. So I got to get a job. I got to get a job back to square one again, applying for all of the jobs, not really hearing back from anyone, jobs that were way below the qualifications that I had. And I finally ended up getting a job in another sales role at a pest control company. A pest control company. I was going to be cold calling for them and I think I was making like $21, hour, $21 an hour to do so. As you could guess, I was not very thrilled about that. And like the week leading up to when I was about to start with that company, I was dreading it more and more and more. Like, no, there's no way. There's no way I'm going back to this again. And I really felt like I had my back up against the wall. And I was like, it's fucking go time. Literally that week, I landed three clients who signed on to like a four-figure package or like a high three-figure package, three clients. That was like the most momentum I had ever seen in my business at the time. This was early 2020, okay? Because of that and because it was going to be recurring income because they were monthly clients, I called the job and I was like, I'm not coming in. I'm sorry. Something came up. I'm going to have to decline this, da 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 back to focusing solely on my business. Through those next couple of months, serving those new clients that I got, started to gain more momentum, signed a couple more clients. I was doing social media management. I was doing Instagram management for these companies and business owners. And what I had realized through that, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> this whole time I've been trying so hard to grow this company, to be an Instagram manager, or a social media manager, and this is not what I want to do. And the way that that kind of started happening and the way I started to identify that was naturally like the clients that I had who I was managing their Instagram accounts, they just kind of started asking me like, hey, why are you doing it that way? Like, I know you're doing it for me, but like, I really want to understand, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you wording things in this way? They really wanted to know the why behind the marketing and the sales strategies that I was putting together for them. And I was like, well, if you want to learn, we can hop on a coaching call and I'll teach you. And I was charging $100 for a 60 minute coaching call with these people. And I would jump on those calls and I'm like, this is way better than what I've been doing. Like, this is what's exciting me. Actually, it's not doing it for other people. It's teaching people how to do it for themselves. Yes, this is what I want to be doing. And so I started promoting more of those services and I started to get uh, interest in more of those services. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Now is the time that I am going to step into this. So I hired my first coach. I made my first investment in my business, which was a very large investment at the time. It made absolutely no sense. I had 
quote unquote, no business investing that much in myself at the time, but it didn't matter. I was so focused on what I was going to create. I wasn't worrying about what results I had gotten so far. Through that declaration that I made to myself, like I'm stepping into a coach, I'm doing this thing, I'm taking it seriously, I'm going to invest in someone else. And obviously, this is when I started learning more about the coaching world and I started following people who were more aligned with me and I started getting more inspired and things started to kind of click. They started to fall in place, right? Through this declaration, through me uh, investing in my own coach, I was like, I need to burn all the rest of it to the ground. Like I, I'm not going to have the space to show up for these other people and manage their accounts when I know it's not where my heart is and I'm meant to focus on something else right now. So I literally started from zero all over again. I let go of all of my clients and I was starting from scratch in my coaching business. In doing that, hindsight I would say that I actually had an extremely successful first few months as a coach, but in the moment, it felt like nothing. I felt extremely stagnant. I felt like I wasn't growing at all. I felt anxious. I felt unsure of myself because while I was landing sporadic sales and sporadic clients, I was making about like $2,000 to $3,000 a month. I was just like, I felt really lost and I'm like, why are these people going to buy from me? I'm a business coach, right? Why are these people going to buy from me when I'm making $2,000 or $3,000 and these other coaches are out here, they're making a million dollars, they're making $100,000, they're making $10,000 a month. Why are these people going to buy from me? I felt really lost and confused. And I knew deep down I had so much to share with the world and so much knowledge, but I just had this feeling like, Someone's got to give me a chance. I just need these people to give me a chance. That is how I felt. I'm like, if these people just got me a chance, if I just had a few clients, they give me a chance and then I can help them. Then people will see. Then people will start to see like how much I could do for them. I just need these people to give me a chance. So I just kept going at it. I kept showing up. I was doing everything, everything that everyone else told me to do to be successful. I was willing to do anything that it took. I'm like, if you tell me, to do something, I'm going to freaking do it and I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up my little heart out and give as much as I can give because I'm making this freaking thing work. And months of doing that, I was still hardly seeing any growth in my business and I was starting to feel a little defeated. I had my first ever launch. I made my first online course. I had my first ever launch for it. I launched for four weeks four people joined the program and I think I made $1,700 and I was like, are you kidding me? I was so defeated and not only that, I was burnt out from showing up so much from working so hard on the course and not only that, but being so anxious about how the launch was going to go that I got like physically sick after that launch had happened. And so the next month, I remember sitting in my office at my old desk that I had at the time that I had gotten for free off of Facebook Marketplace. I was sitting at my desk in my office and I like had my head down, had my hands on my head and I'm just like, something's got to give. I have been running this business 
for a little over a year. I've been coaching for a few months, but I wasn't looking at that. I was like, I've been running this business for a little over a year and it's not clicking for me. Why isn't this clicking for me? What's going on here? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I not seeing the growth that I want? Why am I investing in myself and I'm showing up and things still aren't clicking? What the fuck is going to be that thing that clicks for me? And I'm sitting there and I'm having this talk with myself. And then I had this moment with myself. And I was like, are you fucking serious? You. You. Right now. Are you fucking serious right now? You're this chick who went into this corporate job, ran by mostly men, you beat all of their records, and you're talking at these international meetings. You're the chick who dropped everything and moved to a brand new country. You're the chick who started a business from scratch, and you're fucking doubting yourself right now? No. You have so much to share. You have so much knowledge, skills, experience, expertise that needs to be shared with the world. It's time for you to claim your fucking space. Literally. This is what I said to myself. This is how claim your fucking space started. 2020. This was probably like August. It's probably August of 2020. Things are going to fucking change right now. You're going to start owning yourself. You're going to stop comparing yourself to everyone else and worrying about what they're doing and worrying about what results they're getting or not getting. You're going to focus on you. You're going to start showcasing your personality. You're going to start ditching the scripts that everyone else gave you that everyone told you works for them. No, no, you're going to be you. You're going to start to own your own unique brilliance. You're going to start to showcase your freaking personality to people and stop being this vanilla version of yourself this stale version of yourself like where is this spicy fierce girl that you really are show the people that demand the attention that you want it was this inside declaration that i made first and i am not kidding you every single thing changed from that moment from that moment from that decision that i made for myself to claim my own fucking space and to step the fuck up as the leader that I knew that I was. So after that, my con my content started to shift. I really started to own more of who I was in my content. I started to own more of my personality. I started to do what I love calling, calling my audience out with love to make them aware of, hey, here's where you're at right now. But when you work with me, Here's where I'm going to take you and here's what we're going to create together. I started showing up differently and not just doing what everyone else was doing, but creating my own way of doing things. At the same time, behind the scenes, I started going back to work on the program that I had previously launched because I knew that it was a damn good program, but it wasn't the program that it needed to be yet. Okay, I needed this program to be more about me. The original program was focused way too much on marketing. I wanted this program to be about sales and selling because that's what really excited me to teach other people. I completely rebranded the program. I left some modules. I took out some. I added new ones. I, I tweaked it. From there, I was getting ready to launch it again. And I was like, I'm going to launch this thing in a different way. 
I'm not going to do it the way that everyone else is telling me to. I'm going to try something new here. And I started playing around with these new strategies, this new pre-sale strategy that I now teach today in one of my programs. I started playing around with what that was going to look like. I started getting really creative with the social proof that I was sharing and hyping my audience up and making them really excited to buy from me. And I started showing them this is how and why my offer is different. This is how this offer is different from anything else on the market and explaining that to them in a very clear way. So I was claiming my space as an authority. I was showing them, here's why I'm the person you need to be learning from. You have a million options out there, but here's why I'm the person that you need to be learning from. So I went, I relaunched that program literally less than three months from that initial launch. After that initial launch where I had made $1,700, I had a $12,000 launch. It was a $10,000 cash launch. It was my first $10,000 cash month in business. It didn't fucking make sense, but it did make sense. It was the decision that I made first, followed by the strategies that I created that aligned with that decision followed by the passion that I showed up with every single freaking day for the work that I do. These are the things that carry, that I carry with me to this day. These are the things that have led me through my business. So I was doubling down on what had already worked for me, right? I had seen this exponential growth, this great success in my business, and I was like, okay, I am, this works. It's evident that this is working. Let's try it again. And I saw some more success. I'm like, okay, let's keep doing this. And I saw some more success. And then it just kind of started going from there, following the same strategies that I already had. I had my first $15,000 launch. And then I had my first $30,000 launch. And then I had my first $15,000 cash launch. And things were going really well. I scaled my business to six figures from that core model, core structure that I built for my business. And that is what I was told by a lot of people to keep doing. All I had to do was, right, get more people into the funnel, get more people into my programs, keep the same structure, keep the same programs, keep rotating through launching them and doing all of those things. And it wasn't until the very end of last year when I really started to question that for myself because I was feeling bored in my business. And I started feeling again, like, you know what, there's more for me out there. And, and not just more for me, but there's more for my people out there. They're ready for something, something new. And here's the thing, I could have kept doing what I was doing and rotating between my offers and launching my same core product suite of offers that I had created, which I want to say is like, four or five offers. I could have kept doing that, launching those offers, promoting those offers. And I would have scaled to a multiple six figures doing that for sure. Statistically, it would have happened. It made sense for me to do that. I was told to keep doing that. I didn't want to do that. I started questioning it and I was like, this isn't what feels good for me anymore. I feel like I'm cutting off my creativity right now. I feel like I'm not being a novice and I'm not trying new things anymore and I'm not putting myself out there in a way that feels scary. I'm not creating those new programs anymore and being like, hey, I might create this program and I might put it out there 
And I'm, it might be a freaking flop, but who cares? Because it's not just about this one program. But my ego got in the way of allowing myself to create those things. And that wasn't the vibe, all right? So I had to have another shift for myself. And it was almost like I decided again to claim my space. And I'm like, I'm going to do things differently this year in 2022. And that is essentially where I'm at right now. That brings us to today, being on this podcast, being brand new, learning my way, navigating my way through how the hell do I be a podcast host, creating new programs, the beginning of this year. It's not even just that. I want to dive into something else with you guys. I also, in that, decided that I needed to raise the standards that I was setting for myself in my business. I had a lot of realization that in 2021, maybe I didn't set high enough standards for myself and my business and for the people that I was allowing into my offers, especially the offers that were a close proximity to me and for the amounts that I was charging and the way that I was letting payment plans go on for months and months after the programs had finished. And it didn't start to, it started to not feel good for me. And it's like, that's not actually what I want. Why am I settling for that? Why am I allowing this? It gets to be different. I get to raise the standards. I get to charge the prices that I want to charge and have the clients that I desire to work with pay those prices. It gets to be that way. I get to really love everything that I'm doing and I get to be in integrity with everything that I'm doing when I know that I love it because that's what I'm going to be at my best. No more settling. That was another decision that I had to make for myself. That is another way that you claim your own fucking space is deciding what you actually want and then making sure you go for it. So that was the shifts that I made in the very beginning of this year. So in February, I had my highest launch to date. It was a $36,000 launch. This month is my first month ever. I had $10,000 cash come in from recurring revenue. So this isn't including new sales, which I've had. That is simply from recurring revenue. Both of those things were a decision that I made first, that I declared, this is what I desire for myself and for my business. And then I made sure that I had the strategies and the structure to back those things because both are important. And when you have one and not the other, you can be seeing success and making more money and signing more clients but something's going to feel a little bit off. You're always going to feel like there's something more here and I need to uncover it. And that was where I was at. So this year, we're having a huge moment, me, and I'm bringing all of you with me where we're claiming our fucking space and we're no longer settling for less than what we want. We're raising the standards we set for our business. We're Figuring out energetically what feels good for me. What do I desire? My dream business. What does that look like? What does my life look like when I achieve those things? Tapping into that and then 
after that decision is made and we declare that we're freaking ready for everything that we desire, that's when we go and that's when we build the strategies and the structure behind it. And that is how we claim our fucking space, which is so aligned. You should know that I am currently launching my brand new group coaching program, Claim Your Fucking Space. And this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about is everything that we've covered on the back end of this podcast. It is the biggest shifts that I have made in my business. And that is why this podcast is titled Claim Your Fucking Space. Because I feel like that is the essence of my brand. And those four words are like the mark that I want to leave on this world. Yes. Kaylin is the one who told me to remember who the fuck I am, to stand up for what I want, to own my shit, own my power, and to make more money by being my fucking self. To, yes, have the strategies and structures I need in my business because it's a business and I need them to support me, but to always make sure that they feel good for me and they are sustainable for me. And they are built for me because I don't deserve to fit in someone else's box. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Claim Your Fucking Space. I am so grateful to have you here and I hope you got some juicy takeaways. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review to help spread the word to more people. You already know I love connecting with you on Instagram. So if you're called to share this episode on your socials and tag me at Kaylin Tukartchik. I cannot wait to hang out with you in the next episode. Now go on and claim your fucking space.